Welcome back to the Twilight Terrace. We want to thank you for coming back for our second episode. We are your host, Julia and Lakin. And this week, we want to focus on a family mass murder that takes place in Enoch, Utah. We would just like to start off with a little disclaimer saying that we are pulling from factual sources and we are basing this off of facts. However, we are adding our own speculation and opinions into this case because there has not been a lot of information released. Yeah. Um, So this case takes place in Enoch, Utah, and it's focusing on the Haight family. The main suspect in this case happens to be the father and husband, Michael Haight. Um... It was, it was kind of like a murder-suicide yeah. type of case. Which we have seen this mo- like multiple times before yeah. where the suspect will kill other people and then... Themselves. Su- yes. And this case kind of, like, when I first looked at it, tell me if like, yeah. I'm wrong, but it kind of reminded me of the Chris Watts case. That documentary yes, on Netflix, yes. um, like American Family Murder I think American, yeah. And it, it gives, like, that type of I agree. Case, I think so. it's very similar. So kind of diving in, um, the victims were his wife, Tasha, his mother-in-law, Gail, and then his five children, three girls who were 17, 12, and 7, and then two boys who were 7 and 4. Which is so heartbreaking. I mean, it's it's terrible. I don't know what would drive someone to kill their whole family. No. I don't think I'll ever no. know. No. I, so, again, like, yeah. you know, prayers to family Absolutely. and law enforcement working on this case. And hopefully the family members of those who were killed find some type of peace in this hard situation. Yes. Um. So, kind of diving in. Yeah. Um, I, I say we just talk about the information we have and just, uh, yeah. we'll kind of break it down as we go. Um. One thing I found interesting was that the Enoch City Police Department had been involved in investigations regarding or with the family a couple years prior, but they aren't revealing what those investigations were for at this time. Yes, they're keeping that. They're withholding that information from the public, but I do find that very interesting that they, um, like law enforcement said, they were aware of this family, and it just makes you wonder, like, was it... Was he mentally unstable? What's right. going on inside the household? Was there abuse, yeah. which then has erupted and, yeah. you know. I think it'll be interesting once that is revealed. I feel like that'll shine some more light yes. as to, like, what was truly, like, kind of going on behind closed doors. Yes. And that's, I mean, that could be another part of, like, maybe a main motive for Michael Hate to commit this crime um was that tasha had actually filed for divorce two Two. weeks prior to the murder yes or murders (laughs) so that is that could definitely be a main component oh absolutely as to why this crime took place in the first place i mean that definitely driven him to his breaking point yeah yeah um i mean jealousy not wanting to give up on like losing yeah and something else that we don't know was the living situation of who had the house at that point due to the divorce where everyone right. was staying now the mother-in-law correct me if i'm wrong mm-hmm. or her tasha's mom was staying with yes the kids yes and her in during this difficult time mm-hmm. 
And the other thing is, like, they may have all been living in that house because the divorce was only filed. Exactly. It was just the petition. No, there was no... It wasn't finalized at that point. And Tasha has only met with the divorce lawyer, I think, two times is what I saw. So it was a relatively new thing. Yes. For, yeah. Um, All of the family members had apparent gunshot wounds. And um, the bodies were actually discovered because of a wellness check. Um, someone who Tasha had an appointment with on Wednesday morning actually called authorities to report that she had missed that appointment. And then that caller also requested a wellness check to be done at the Hates home. So it does make you wonder, you know, a lot of people miss appointments. That's not an uncommon thing. So what type of appointment would it have been and what drove that person to call? It makes you wonder, like, yeah. I mean, I like it. I feel it would be someone that's very close to Tasha to like a, know, like a counseling type yes. of appointment or yeah, something like that, where you would have to know something more sinister had happened. Yeah, to then call. And then the family was actually pretty well known within their community. They were very involved in their church and well known at the church. Yeah, and it's it's probably just. I mean, I. I it was said at the press conference that they had done that it was a very like shocking thing for the community to hear that this what had happened the tragedy that yeah. happened to his family like kind of I mean, just was a shock to everyone yeah and during um like interviews i mean everyone was very shaken up as i mean a normal human would be but yeah. they were like tearing up because everyone in this community seems so close and once again the and i I think that actually the mayor in the press conference said that this community only has like 7,500 yeah. people. It's a very small community. It's very community. small and lots of children. Yes. So it's very, yes. yeah. And I mean, the mayor was neighbors with them and. Yeah. He said that like their kids had grown up together. Like they hates kids coming over to his house to play yeah. with his son. So it's obviously very hard for him too to not only have to like talk to the community about this but also like yeah being their neighbors you know and probably pretty close yeah um and i know that like because of the age range of the kids from 17 to 4 like they're offering resources to the kids at the schools because that's another thing that it's hitting is like kids Kids. you know those were their friends they were in school with them every day so that's that's, a lot to take in for kids those ages um This was a family mass killing, which is defined as having four or more people within a family killed, not including the perpetrator. Um, And then Enoch, Utah is one of 30 or more communities sent reeling by a family mass killing in the last two years. I think I found that shocking. I didn't realize that like 30 may not sound like a lot, but like family mass murders are not common so to have 30 of them alone in the last two years like that's a staggering statistic and once again with like four plus people to be you yes. know considered that's so many yeah like that's so heartbreaking i mean that's that's like 120 people yeah. at least like and then in this case like eight people eight are dead people. so you don't you no. don't know really what what goes on there um and going off of that again with those like family mass killings they all vary in social classes and economically. Ab- yeah. When I was, like, reading through that statistic, like, some were rich families, some mm-hmm. were poor. Like, there was no correlation in that sense at all. It was just random and, like, 
they said all motives varied. Yes. Like, and one I, was in COVID when they were struggling financially. Uh, like, there was just so many different things and factors that can affect these types of killings. And I, I mean, it just goes to show, one, you truly have no idea what's going on in someone's life. Yes. Like, it doesn't matter your economic status. I mean, you don't know. And this can happen to anyone. I yeah. mean, clearly the statistics show it doesn't matter. There, it does. It's not biased towards one thing right. or another. And this is more like speculation on my part, but for me, it just makes me think about how important mental health is. Yes. Because I feel like even though you're getting a divorce, if mentally you were in the right space, it wouldn't drive you to go kill your family. No. So I think that like just it just reiterates how truly important mental health is and how much we need to look at it and take care of it like yes and add i mean truly and not look down on people for seeking right like get rid of this yeah the stigma yeah and i think that also um we saw the schools were providing counselors and think to all of the grade buildings due to the fact that the um the children were all in different schools and another crazy thing that I was reading through various news sources um, is that a relative of Tasha reported that the family was left vulnerable when Michael had removed all guns he and his wife owned from the home. Um, and he had removed those just days before the crime. So it makes me feel as if was almost, he was he was almost eliminating their chances of self-defense. Absolutely. And, it was, and that makes me think it's more premeditated then. For him to think of, you know. No, for sure. I mean, it makes you, like, why would you take all the guns out of your home that you, that not only just he just owns, but his wife has ownership of those too. Like, he's taking her firearms as well. And once again, we don't know what's going on inside the house. Like, what was, were they home when that happened? Was it, right? you know, what was, I don't know. Yeah, so that's, that's another unanswered question that I'm sure that they are looking into right now. Yeah. Um, the mayor also said that he cannot confirm how long they were dead, but witnesses actually recalled seeing Tasha and her mother-in-law at a church function the night before they were found. So reading that, it almost seems like she was with his mother the night before. Yeah. Which is interesting to me because I I don't know. I if if he's so upset and and she's driven to murder them the next day and she's with his mom like it, he either had a lot of built up energy and i don't i don't know or his mom i know his mom had no idea maybe they still right. had a great relationship i don't maybe the mother-in-law didn't even know that they were planning on getting divorced that's true she cuz it was so new at the time yeah like it was only 2 weeks yeah. you know who and she just petitioned for it like right you're not going to tell the whole world that. Like, we know that right. due to public records, but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in their personal lives, they may not have. Yeah, people may not even have known at all. Um, and then Tasha's divorce attorney, James Park, said that she had not expressed fear that her husband could hurt her. So, it it makes it really sad at the fact that, like, she didn't feel yeah. um, safe. And she didn't think that he was capable of doing anything like that. So, it was probably a lot of shock to go to be in your home yeah and to experience that with your kids and then yeah 
and once like we don't know but we don't know if it was forced entry if he came in because once again we don't know what the living situation at that time was right so that's another major factor yeah we there's so many unanswered questions in this case yeah and then the last thing like i kind of have in my notes about this case was that the couple was married in 2003 so their marriage was going on 20 years that's a long time That's to be very, with someone. Yeah. And, you know, being married for that long, it does make you wonder if something was going on behind the scenes to to cause that. If you're married to someone for 20 years. Like, I mean, yeah, you, you, you have don't a, see divorces after, you know, 15 years as commonly as you do in the first, like, 10, 10 years. Or, absolutely. So that was also kind of like, I wonder if something had happened between the two of them or... You know, because she filed, it makes me think that, like, he was doing something to push her to that point. Push, exactly. And that goes back and to, like, investigations that were being done with the family. Yes. We and we don't know if any of this is linked. This no. is just us kind of thinking out loud. But. Yeah. I mean, with the investigations years prior and, like, I don't, it's just. It's a lot of weird facts that I think are probably, there's a chance they're connected, but until police kind of reveal more information on that it's just yeah hard to tell yeah and the investigation is ongoing the fact um, yeah we don't know if divorce was the main motive right that's i mean i personally it was probably a factor in it i but was it the sole motive we don't don't know know. was there a fight before was there something else that then caused we don't know yeah but as the investigation continues we'll learn more Mm mm-hmm so that's really, like, all of the information that we have on the case at the moment. Yeah. And I think that Lakin and I have talked, and the way that we kind of want to take this podcast from here on out is do our long episode, which would be our first one, on the Idaho um, murders. And then we want to do kind of mini episodes yeah. for cases like these where there's not a ton of information out, but we think we, it's important to talk about yes. and, like, spread awareness to it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, just want to reiterate like please join us in like praying and sending positive thoughts and peace to these families because no we don't we don't wish things on these for anyone and it's no. it's hard for everyone in that community and their family members to go through so just continue to think about them and we will talk to you guys next week yeah.